People, ils ont posé, ils ont tout le monde. For the podcast. Let me take a minute before you smell my breath on the podcast. Girls get taken advantage of by men and then feel unsafe. They just don't want to deal with it. Back at it again, it's the Photo Culture Podcast. I go by the name Exotic Rose and I have my co-host Money Mitch. And today we have a returning guest. It's been a while. Candice, Jules, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, we're great. Good, I'm glad. Um, so last time we spoke, um, you gave us like a whole like lesbian one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you was like going in. Um, so I know last time we spoke, you said that uh one of the two places you wanted to move to is uh LA and ATL, and now you ended up at ATL. So what made you say, Hey, this is time for me to move to ATL? Um, so at the time I wasn't in acting school and I enrolled uh, like a couple weeks later. Um, for two years I was just doing that, and all my teacher ever talked about is how um, since Florida is a right to work state, everything is now moving to Atlanta for the fact that taxes is a big part of it. But Atlanta is like the production company of the U- of the whole US. Like everything happens here. Uh, TV shows, commercials, movies, because everything's so much cheaper. So people want to obviously save their money when it comes to those things. So that's all she talked about. Um, she always would tell us that it is is a right to work state now, but slowly progressing, it'll be a referral state only, which means you won't get an agency unless you have a referral from a school or a well-known casting agency. So I kind of pushed myself to be like, if I can do Atlanta, I think I'd be able to like move forward to move to LA because for me, that is such a big move. Coming from South Florida, Atlanta seemed a little bit closer range so I wouldn't have to do such a drastic move uh, because I am such like a family oriented person. Okay. Yeah. So how's ATL? Uh, the weather, I know it's different from Florida. It's cold. Certain, certain times. Yeah. It's cold. I know that you guys had a little cold front for a good week. All my yeah. Florida friends were like dying. They're like, I don't do this shit. <laughs> the floor, uh, Atlanta is nice. I used to live up there. Like back in from 04, 05 to um, it's beautiful here. Yeah, it's really nice. You can see the you seasons re- change. Exactly. I've never <laughs> seen the seasons before. I was like, the leaves are changing colors. That's so crazy. I'm just used to like palm trees, just staying palm trees. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, though, I could have sworn when I was little in Florida, uh, you can tell when the weather's about to change. It doesn't happen no more. I don't know why. But when I was little, I remember the trees were well, like, you can tell when the season changed. That's true. I I, I didn't pay attention. I don't know. I don't know what happened though. Yeah, I remember as a kid, as a tree. I'm looking at the tree. You go like, oh, this is autumn. This is spring. This is winter. Like you can tell when it's uh, season or changing. But now it seems like I don't know. It's like disrupted or something. That's true. Global warming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um. So yeah. So uh, I know that you commented on our um last interview we did with uh. Natasha dreams and um you said you love how we was bringing awareness to that what, were you, what was your thoughts on that that interview um, we did so, and how we brought awareness to it 
Yeah, I just feel like when people think of the LGBTQ community, they don't necessarily think of the T, which is transgender. And for for me personally, I never thought of, I didn't really think a lot goes into being transgender and pronouns until my bro- my uh my brother who he transitioned. And so it was like a big wake up call. I studied more on it. I learned more about his pronouns and uh, trying to be as respectful and understanding and open-minded as I can be during the situation. But at the end of the day, no one really talks about it a lot. So for you guys to be like a South Florida podcast that everyone listens to, to bring awareness and how it works and people's feelings, I thought was really admirable because a lot of people, it is a touchy subject. Not a lot of people want to touch on it. So I thought it was like a really good move for you guys to bring awareness to more than just the lesbian girls and the gay guys. Thank you. Chill. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, thank you for that too. Um, I know Clark said he he had a couple questions he wanted to ask. I'm not sure if you want to bring him up, Clark, or... What's up, Clark? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Clark. What's going on? No, I mean, I mean, as far as with, you know, with the orientation with like the transgender, like what what did you feel like? Did you feel, especially like with your, well, with your brother, like, did you feel a certain type of way when he said he was going to transition? Like, did you feel strongly against that or kind of like, was it like scared for him? Not against it, but scared for him? Mainly? Yeah, I was, I was. Actually, before scared. Candace. What's up? Um, before we even get into that, I forgot that you had told me that when your mom found out you was a uh, uh, lesbian, she had actually took you to church and made people pray for you over you for hours. Yep. So now that I think about it, bringing this all back, what did your mom do with your brother when she found out? I mean, he's a grown ass man now. He can't really do anything, but obviously. Oh, this was later to- on. Yeah, this is like. This was probably, I found out, I just didn't bring it up because like I said, going back to his uh, question is that I was very concerned and I was worried. Uh, The first thing I did was looking up statistics on it and I forgot the percentage, but it was about 75% of people who transition kill themselves out of regret and out of bullying and out of everything else. So in my head as a big sister, I'm like, panicking but i'm not letting him know i'm panicking because i don't want him to think that i don't support him i knew off the bat that i would support him through anything it was just my own thing i needed to deal with it was nothing about him it was more about me so i didn't want to put that upon him to think oh my big sister doesn't support me um so i did my own research but yeah it is it is very scary for him to transition and uh people to judge him and people to not think he's a man. It makes a lot of sense looking back at it because um, he liked girls and I'd be like, oh, you're a lesbian like me, like two sisters that are lesbians. And he was like, I don't like being called a lesbian. It's like, okay, so you're pan, are you bisexual? Like, I don't know. So throughout the years, I never understood. And then he'd always lose a lot of weight, which a lot of people also don't know with the transgender community when it comes to trans men. Um, it takes a lot so for him an example he would lose a lot of weight to make sure his boobs would go flat but obviously as a woman you can't really get rid of your boobs unless you get surgery so me growing up every 
every year and realizing the little things, little like hints are finally coming together. And that's when I kind of was like, okay, I get it. It makes sense. And so after that, it was just full board. My mom, though, to get back to your other question, not for it, not for it at all. Still not for it. Calls him by his uh, name growing up, which is Kenzie. But now his name is Kenan. So she refers to him as Kenzie, which at the end of the day is really funny. I know it sounds fucked up, but it's funny because we'll be out to dinner and She'll look at the waitress and be like, yeah, this is my daughter, Kenzie. And my brother has a full beard, looks like a man, 5'9", and has a deep voice, has got his chest done. And the waitress just looks at my mom like she's crazy. Because in the eyes of the waitress, that is that is a man, that is a, a guy. So, you know, she tries her very best. But when it comes to the older generations, uh, my mom's in her late 50s, you can't you can't teach them what they grew up in, especially in the Catholic household, a Hispanic Catholic household. You can't, I can't shake her head to be like, like support us, love us. Like this lifetime is we only get once if we're lucky enough, like you need to like put your religion aside and see that we are still who we are when you gave birth to us. But you know, it's all time when I get married, we'll see if she's at the wedding and then we'll do another podcast on that. (laughs) And that's crazy. So when she put you in that church, because I know you said that was the most horrible experience you ever had and you was even yeah. hungry and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, what were they doing exactly? Were they doing like dumb stuff like throwing holy water at you or something like that or what? Well, not throwing holy water. It was more of like, uh, you, you know, yeah. the cross on your forehead. They do this thing where they they, they put their hands on you and they speak in mm-hmm. tongues in the, in, in the uh, Christian world. Tongues is like you, God gives you a syllable. And then you say it. It's like, la, 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 la. It's a lot. It's a lot. So that's all they did is uh, pray over me, put their hands on my head, put a lot of pressure on my body to get out uh, the so-called demon that was within me. Yeah, that's why I was saying, because in some Catholics and Christians places, for you to be a lesbian or gay or transgender, they'll treat you like a demon. They just start throwing water at you like you're Mm -hmm. a demon or something. Yep. That's why I actually Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. It's good to laugh about now. It's good to talk about because I'm glad, even even though there is a lot of uh, mom parents that would do that to their kids, I feel as if it's so open now, and it's so much more uh, not I wouldn't say like approved of, but back then, eight years ago, nine years ago, it wasn't as much as it is now. So you know. Uh, I laugh about it because, you know, it did happen to me. But if it wasn't for it, I wouldn't be the way I am and helping other people that go through it that are like 16, 15, 17, that aren't able to leave their house yet financially. Are you still scarred from it? Um, Am I still scarred from it? Mm, I don't think so. I go to therapy. I've been going to therapy for two years. So that's one of the things, one of the many traumas that I've already overcame. But I do still enjoy talking about it because it reminds me that like, oh, my life isn't perfect. My life isn't like rainbows and butterflies. It still kind of puts me back on earth saying like, listen, like everyone goes through it. And because I went through it, I think there's a reason, a bigger reason. So in the future, if someone else is going through it, I can help them with knowledge and experience. So I'll never forget what I've been through at all. Okay. Go ahead, Clark. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you know, um, like being in Atlanta, do you see, you know, because I, when I lived up there, you know, the Atlanta was known for having, you know, a large, the gay community or just, you know, just, you know, different, but transgender, I know that's, that's something different. I didn't really see, actually, no, I, I can't lie. That was the first time I ever saw, like, there was a, a, a gentleman and he had a, he had heels on and a skirt and I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Cause mm -hmm. I, I never saw it even in Florida. Cause you know, they're, you know, every they they have a community down here, of course, you know, Wilton Manors and oh, also yeah. on South beach too. So love Wilton Manors. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's it's cool over there. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty chill over there. They got you know, but um, they got a lot of rich folks out there. Yeah, that too, and they have a they have a really nice sushi spot there too. Really good sushi spot. Um, but no, but uh, you know, I was gonna ask you like, how do you feel with the community up there? Like, is it is it more accepting or how how do you feel about? It? Up here is just it's just a whole different culture. It's nothing like South Florida. Coming to Atlanta is a whole new breed, and not in a bad way. It's just the people are different. People dress different. People walk, talk different. It is like you. I, I just I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's just different culture. It just and especially in the gay community, um, I haven't been able to really make a lot of gay friends or lesbian friends or anything like that. Mainly probably due to COVID. But, um, I mean, there's a street in Atlanta near Piedmont Park where it just, like, all the crosswalks are rainbow. Like, that whole strip is just gay. I love it. It, I, it is a lot different in South Florida. I'll give it that. Um, people are a little bit meaner here. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just people got the fucking attitude, and they're not afraid to say what's on their mind. So, I respect it. Yeah. Man, it, it changed since I was up there. <laughs> ice and... They, they say, excuse me, thank you. But I think it's because a lot of people, yeah, like, I think it's because, like, even since I was up there, a lot of people moved from different states that are there, just like Florida. A lot of people moved from New York down here. So that's where that attitude comes from. It's like New York attitude, and they brought it down Probably, here. Probably, so. yeah. And I'm soft. So, like, even if someone, like, puts their tone, like, a little bit, I'm like, oh, my God, they're fucking mad at me. So I think I'm just a little bit too sensitive to the energy, but I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool. Uh, yeah. So, so do you like it up there? Like, as far as with the, you know, with the, with the gay community and being lesbian. I mean, I know you said COVID. So you just moved up there not so long ago. Yeah, I moved here in July. I didn't come oh, up here okay. for like leisure. I came up here for an agency. I came up here because South Florida was not giving me the bookings that I know I deserve. Yes. So, um. I just I actually just got signed with an agency today. I signed the papers tomorrow for Hop Modeling and Talent Agency, which was my number one goal on to why I moved here. Like I said, because of production and more castings and they're more open minded than South Florida. Because South Florida has like a specific type. Like if you're not like the bad bitch, big ass, big boobs, like all that shit, like you're gonna only be in music videos, all this. So for me as a tattooed girl very minimal that they put me in a slot that I would get I would think I would think that I would I would think that it's it's it would be better for you because like to be honest a lot of these the models out here they got tattoos and you know and you know aside from like the big boobs and ass and everything like that like just like being you know because you are a good looking woman you know what I'm saying so I would Thank think you. that they would put you you're welcome I would I would think that they put you in into something because especially tattoos. You know, that's big right now. 
Everybody my girlfriend would hear that. <laughs> she said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Thank you for the compliment. But so from what I've seen in South Florida for the four years I've had an agency is that um, it's just the productions. It's not it's not the people, the productions that move to Florida, that the movies they make, they're, ne- they're not necessarily looking for a lot of tattooed girls when they're going to Fort Lauderdale, when they're going to Miami, West Palm Beach is very like commercial people very you see everyday kind of people so in Atlanta like they don't care like they want the different this is where the people who look different uh of any skin color any anything really can really get into an agency because people are looking for different and unique because that's the thing coming up Mm, that's that's interesting that you said that too that is and interesting. You probably feel like you can be yourself out there too. That's what I, that's what I'm. It sounds like you're saying. In, in Miami, I mean, well, Florida, they try to make you or portray you as something that you're not. Yeah, I mean, it's acting. I'll portray myself as anything as long as it's a paycheck. But like at the same time, the roles were minimal. So, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just put uh, makeup on yourself. There's so many like ways to like cover your tattoos and stuff like that. So my teacher would say to me that if they like you enough they might even say let's cover up your tattoos but then that would be on my part if you want to get in the trailer three hours in advance so let's say it was six o'clock call time you'd have to be there at 3 a.m and that's even considering the makeup artist would be willing enough to cover up all my tattoos because it would take about two hours in total to probably cover it up but um i'm happily to say i have i'm happy to say that my acting has gotten a lot better so I can understand why I didn't get as many jobs in South Florida because I wasn't sharpening my tool but here I'm gonna get a new school I have a new agency it's just about like staying on top of it because especially in these times people can kind of get a little bit depressed under the weather holidays are coming up to where no one really wants to be motivated anymore so I feel like it's all individually on the person yeah, and, and going on, like, you know, the look of, of people, like, I don't know. There was somebody I was going to, like, going to school to do, like, security and so forth. And there was a guy, because he was he did a, a few commercials. He actually did a commercial, I think, with Dwayne Wade or something. Oh, and then awesome. he did, Yeah, and it, it was, like, through an agency. Like, how, you, you know what I'm saying? Just randomly, they picked him for the agency. And he was he was thinking that it was a it was going to be a problem, a problem because he had dreads, you know, he had like, you know, dreads. And they were like, no, that's good, because that's the look right now. At that time, it was the look like they were mm-hmm. looking for a guy with dreads to fit in certain areas, you know, that was popular at that time. And that's when you got that. I mean, it, it was supposed to come out, but he did show us like the video and it was pretty it was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, as long but, um, as he gets the experience and the credit for it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's you see, and, and that's yeah, that's yeah, that's what matters. And that and so I guess they're you know, like you said, they're looking for, for people that are different too. Even though like everybody has dreads now, everybody has colored hair, everybody has, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just in the fact that uh, they have to narrow it down to who can act better, who can portray the the character in the scene and give uh, that person in the script a voice. So it's all about putting who you are behind the door and walking in on who you were casted for. In your opinion, what do you think is the best and worst part of discovering your sexuality? Um, 
the best part of discovering my sexual I think just being happy and being my true authentic self like holding my girlfriend's hand in public kissing her in public and not really giving a fuck what anyone has to say or if they stare I think just more freeing you know like a heterosexual couple you know a heterosexual woman would just naturally never be intimidated by holding her boyfriend's hand or what people think because you know you see it everywhere but you know a lot of people would be nervous to show PDA in public for that exact reason so I think that's a, a one thing I really do enjoy is just being very uh, open and loving to whoever my partner is and uh, the one thing that I would say is the hardest is um what is hard about being a lesbian um oh guys hitting on me and then saying you haven't had the right dick before or your boyfriend did you wrong or uh you're not you haven't been with a real man yet or you're too pretty to be gay like hold on you're too ugly to be straight but here you are asking me I'm too pretty to be gay like I'm sorry like it's just not how it's gonna go (laughs) 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 those are the typical things uh guys used to say well they probably still say but in high school i used to hear that a lot um well you haven't got me or you haven't met somebody like me before or you haven't got the right size or whatever the Mm -hmm. case is um have you always been with with girls or have you been with a guy before oh no i've been with no 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 have you tried have you tried guys like i don't know if you get what i'm saying yeah 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 so i've I dated a lot of boys growing up living with my mom because I had to. Um, and then a lot of things in the past, I, people found out I was bi, so I would have to date a boy. Kiss and make out. Um, I have had sex with one guy. So I'm not a gold star lesbian, even though that term is derogatory towards lesbians, even though they made it. I don't understand it. But I did have gold sex with one. Gold star lesbian? That's the first I heard that. That's the so first really? I heard. This, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to add that to the lesbian <laughs> dictionary that you did last time. The dictionary. Oh, so I'll say it really fast. A gold star lesbian is a lesbian that has never been with a boy, kissed a boy, touched a boy, had sex with a boy. So that's what a gold star lesbian is. But for me, I'm just like, who gives a fuck? Like, if you wanted to experiment with a guy, go ahead. It's your life. Like, you shouldn't let it such a derogatory term in the lesbian community not not any other community tell you that oh you're not a gold star lesbian you're not lesbian enough like if you sleep with a girl and eat her pussy you're lesbian enough so that's just what i think but um i have had sex with one guy at 18 don't remember who he is don't know where he is now but it was just not my cup of tea it was on my 18th birthday and i thought my mom sent me this very pleasant text that says, I don't know what I like, and blah, blah, blah. They surely got in my head. So this guy was next to me, and then uh, took him home. And then we had sex for, I think, about 45 seconds until, like, I turned around and was like, no, nah, it's not it, kid. It's not it. <laughs> and, he was, he, and, I, and I felt so bad because I looked like I just took his entire manhood. His face just was white. Because I turned to him, and I go, thank you. And this guy's like, thank you. And I'm like, thank you for really like letting me know that I'm a lesbian. And then he just kind of like his his big was, and that was it. But I never meant it to be like such like a fuck you. It was like thank you for letting me get with you to see whatever I needed to see. And then you know he bought me McDonald's. What a gentleman in the morning. And then that was it. But I tried it. And then I texted my mom saying, um, 
I tried to be with a boy and uh, I'm lesbian. And then we never talked about it again. Wow. Um, some people would say that don't really count because I know. <laughs> 45 seconds. That's what my mom said. I just, I, didn't feel, I didn't feel good. It was just, it was like. When you kind of forced it, it too. It wasn't naturally. Of course it's not naturally because naturally I'm not attracted to men. So I'm thinking if girls can have sex with whatever guy not give a fuck, and if I can have sex with whatever girl not give a fuck and just help her leave the next morning, like, what's the difference? So I thought usually with a girl, it's an instant connection. We're both horny. We we both know it. But with a guy, it was like, I need lube. Like, I'm not wet. Like, it's not working out. But um, I tried. and just felt uncomfortable. I just didn't like the, the feeling of, like, the muscles and the facial hair and the chest hair. It just made me, like kind of like damn he 18 with all that <laughs> no, he's not 18. he was he was 26 he was 26 i mean oh sure that he, he was, was an older was a... guy too yeah oh man i don't yeah, think he, was he had experience or he wasn't doing a good job you guys but... kill me no yeah i'm yeah, sorry man it. uh I would have wrapped that up. You would have yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been thinking, so you'd have second thoughts. Like I feel I that. Know. I feel that. I'd be like, I don't know this kid, this guy from Culture Podcast. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clark is like, Rose Day shout out. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. I love it. Um. So, this oh, okay, is going to tie into what I got to say, too. One more question, Clark, before you go. Um, do you think having a female partner give you, like, an immediate advantage in understanding your partner over a male partner since you're lesbian? No. Or? You know how many times I wish I was at least bisexual? Because women are fucking complicated. It is not like rainbows and butterflies. It is hard. It's two women who have periods, who have hormones, who are needy and loving and just, you know, bitchy at the same time together 24 seven. And it is hard because I feel like being with a boy would be like, what's up? Like, I love you. Okay. I'll see you later. Like kind of like chill, whatever. But you know, with girls, like our home hormones are crazy. Like I'll be chill and I'll be needy and then she'll be chill when I'm needy. And it's just, it's just always clashing. But it's just like, I love women. They're just really hot. Like, I don't know what to say. Just they're soft. They smell good. <laughs> they have boobs and they have an ass. So I was like, I don't even know. It's just very like for me, it's just very natural. Like, yes, it comes with uh, the cons, just like I'm sure a heterosexual relationship has pros and cons. But there's, there's a little bit more pros than there is cons to to it when it comes to dating a girl. Go ahead, Clark. I know he's going to ask something before I cut you off. No, I was going to ask like, okay, so like I've seen, like, I don't like to use terms like in offense a lot, like, you know, mm -hmm. especially in the, in, the, in the lesbian, gay community, you know, trans community. But like, I've seen, I don't know what you would call like a dyke, like they would say a dyke or like just, or a stud. I would say a stud, okay? So, no, nah, it was a difference. She explained that in the lesbian. Oh, I'm sorry. Last I'm sorry. I didn't. I actually, no, I did see that. I did see your interview, but that was a long time ago that I did see Time ago, yeah. Long time ago. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. So actually, I got more educated on the term stud and dyke. Um, so a stud is 
if you look it back to um, when it was in the and is in the gay community, a stud would refer to an African American female that dressed masculine. That was their term, that stud. So that that term would be just now where a lot of people are relearning what we didn't know back then. Obviously, in like the eighties and nineties, is that yeah. that's for them, but a dyke is for like white girls, Hispanic girls, like oh that dyke that dyke, um, all this other stuff. Now there is feminine, feminine uh, butch girls that dress masculine long hair. And then there's masculine butch girls that have short hair. So everything I said in the previous podcast to me at the time was correct and was correct in the community until it was this year. A lot of things are like coming out this year with like respecting everyone. So I just found out along with a lot of other people that that term, uh, stud was is now their term because you know whatever so yeah it was actually really interesting to learn that and to say that on the podcast uh, to to refer it back to that okay yeah that's that's yeah, interesting. something to too but go ahead yeah. and continue clark no i was i was saying like i would maybe this person was like a stud because she mm-hmm. looked like you know like black but then again hispanic too so it could be but anyways to get to the point i saw she had like kind of like she had like a girlfriend but then again this is when i was in the car industry but i saw her hitting on the guy like the the one that was yo what i'm like that you know what i'm saying i'm like whoa Mm -hmm. i'm like hold on am i seeing something (laughs) you know i'm like what's going on so i'm like you know, I would think her girlfriend is the one that, but the one that's more looks more masculine was hitting on the guy, and I was like, oh. But some I had my like own. That. Some hmm? guys like that. Maybe if, uh, you said you work in the car industry. You worked in the car industry. Yeah, I was in the car industry. Maybe they were just trying to get a deal, and she was like, yeah, that's- mm-hmm, let me just let me hold on. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> for, from when I have guy friends, they're they're more inclined to like turn out a dyke or a stud more than a feminine girl because for them it's like look at me like I did that shit like that you know what I mean so um but even then uh you'd be surprised on how many masculine women are bisexual they're just very afraid to talk about it because it's one thing like no one talks about they feel like they're not gay enough or uh, bisexual enough to dress how they feel comfortable and then be with a man so it's that's a left like a whole other story that's just really sad because you would think in our community, we'd be the most open community ever. But even being a lesbian, there is so much heteronormative uh, effects on us. Like a dyke or a stud needs to be with a femme. You don't ever see a dyke and a stud with another dyke and a stud. You don't see two femmes together. So it is. it all goes full circle, the heteronormative uh, norm in our community, which is pretty upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And- Wow, I didn't. I I mean, I can't say I didn't know that because I had my own experience with uh, a chick that was a dyke. Yeah. But she would like, in a way, dress feminine, and it was yeah. one time that, like, more so when I would be around. But I would, I would like, nah. I'm like, you know, there's nothing to it. And then until one time, there was like, there was like a party we were having to get together at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. And I had to go pick up some more more liquor, and I was gonna just run out real quick, go get it myself. And she was like, "Yo, can I go with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're cool." And we didn't end up going back. 
She was a party. You. Oh my god. But yeah, but I mean, we chilled at the okay. beach. Okay, money, Mitch, in the okay. building. Look at you. But you know. <laughs> Okay, but, I didn't get some but, tips from you, my boy. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, but it, it makes sense what you know what you're saying, Candy, is uh like like uh the bisexual, like them being bisexual and not you know not wanting to come out all the way, and you know what I'm it's saying. Scary, yeah, it's sad. A lot of lesbians will refuse to date a bisexual girl. And it's, like, why they, like, women, like, stop being insecure, like, just because I'm jealous, like, they get the best of both worlds, like, they can, they can scout out a guy and scout out a girl and see which one they like better, like, their, their, their dating pool is so much bigger um, for feminine girls being bisexual, so I can't even imagine what it is like to be a masculine woman and be bisexual, it has to be intimidating, it has to be scary, and I feel like my community needs to tighten the fuck up and let them be who they want to be like that's what we're all about but also yes. good for you <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i mean just like hey just like the guy hey, she she still she she has her girlfriend now so you know what i'm saying hey i mean it happens maybe she just didn't you know maybe she didn't like me like you know or just like guys mm-hmm. just like just never know you know so yeah in high school they used to have some Bro, I used to look at some bisexual girls or lesbians. I used to be like, why? You so beautiful. Why? Yo, like, okay, no, I'm not even gonna get into it because I'm not trying to make myself. <laughs> nah, let's get into it. Let's go. Let's go. No, but let's like, get into it. Let's go. There was this one, there was this one girl in uh in high school. This was in Atlanta too, because I went to high school in Atlanta and then I moved back down to Florida in 07. So the 0407, see, that's how old I am. But anyways, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's this um she was you know she was stud mm-hmm. but she was light skinned and she had like light eyes so guys were like still trying to hit on her because she to be honest she was like but she i would be the one she you know i spoke to her and such and such and you know like her experience i guess with a guy is what changed her Something okay. happened. I'm just I understand. Say- I understand. So yes, yes. that oh. that that very Dang, much. Clark does speaking happen. in codes and stuff. No, yeah. I understand what he's saying, though. I understand. So no, I understand of- it too. I understand it too. Okay, okay. So yeah, so sadly, it does happen where um, men, you know, take advantage of a girl, and they no longer feel safe. Yes. So, so it's to the point where it's like, okay, I will be with a female. That's what I like. That's what I want to be with. So it, I hate to hear it. I hate to see it. But yeah. it happened. Um, I have also dealt with men that have forced themselves upon me. But I think I've gone to therapy enough to know that I am my true authentic self. Whether I'm a lesbian now and then I go bisexual in 10 years, it just doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like, if, if a girl can say she's lesbian now and then change her mind, who cares? She might meets the right guy and makes her feel safe and comfortable and she heals her inner child that got hurt and taken advantage of, then I would say go for it. But for but it does happen. Girls get taken advantage of by men and then feel unsafe. They just don't want to deal with it. They they think all men are the same, which 
you know, is not true because I have a dad who is the most amazing man I've ever met. I have a stepdad who's the most respectful, amazing man I've ever met. So I know that is wrong. Um, but that like that like you know breaks my heart to know like at least she confided in you and that that actually means a lot um to, to trust you in uh that experience she had yeah and 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 like rose was saying like she was like beautiful to be honest like mm-hmm. you you can tell like, even though she dressed like you know but like you know it's like dang like how rose because back then i was younger so I, we didn't know we're like yo so why you know but she is who she is, you know, and mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, where I, like, I saw her on Facebook like a while ago, and I was like, "Yo, that's her," and I, and I was like, "Yo, what's up?" Because I was cool with her in high school, and then we lost touch, and then, but she's cool, like real cool, real cool though. I respect. Is she respect. is she with a girl or a guy yeah, right now? That's crazy. A girl. It's with a girl. A girl. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's where you know what I'm saying. I know what Rosie. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the, the, the lesbian and the bi woman i don't know why they so they so bad man i don't i'm sorry it's true, it's true. potential potential man they got so much potential you'd be looking at them like okay i mean i don't want to say like no potential like like we like we're trying to hunt you know what i'm saying but we're just i'm I, <laughs> he said hunt hunt yeah he's, he's i gotta respect scope. yeah i know <laughs> But I'm I'm just I gotta respect the decision. I'm just saying like they do, you know what I'm saying? They do have it's a true, it's true. Just know. just know, know guys are watching. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure, for sure. So from what I've for from what I've learned is that um lesbians don't ever so I don't know if you've seen a lesbian then dating a guy. Have you guys ever seen like a girlfriend that says she's a lesbian and then she pops up with a guy? It's mainly because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, the gay community, they don't accept bisexual girls. So that's why the guys are like, I turned out a lesbian. I turned out a lesbian. I'm like, well, calm down. She was probably bisexual, but my mm-hmm. community made her stay in the closet while staying in the closet. Like she was out of the closet, but she was still in the closet. So I've experienced mm-hmm. a, even exes I've dated get with men after. And I'm like, that's completely fine. Like you could have been a hundred percent transparent with me i wouldn't have left you at all just say like i'm bisexual and i'm proud you know what i mean and for her dressing masculine i feel like when whatever happened to me i dressed masculine right after because i felt like i needed to cover my body so it, it, it's so much psychological um uh, barriers uh, women have to go through even now and you don't even have to be gay a girl can just feel so good and whatever the fuck they're wearing looking sexy as fuck and not be catcalled. They'll go outside, get catcalled, get swarmed by men. And it's like, that's why girls protest and it's women empowerment and the slut walk because, you know, you can't define a girl by what she's wearing. You know, she looks hot. She wants to look hot. Let her look hot. You don't have to be up on her shit and be like, oh, like, let me take you home. Like she'll either pepper spray you or tase you. So it's like, you choose just like be respectful and know, like, if she wants to wear baggy clothes, let her wear baggy clothes. And if she wants to uh, be half naked and feel good as hell, let her do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about gender roles. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lesbian relationship, even though you both are females, uh, like, is there one person that's more feminine, like, more dominant? And then one person that's little, like, like little bit yeah. more feminine, feminist? Yeah, 
feminine, 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 feminine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. There's dominant and then there's feminine, uh, submissive, dominant, submissive. And I'm sure in like Smith, a heterosexual yeah. relationship, there's a, the guy's usually dominant, the girl's usually submissive. But I do have some heterosexual friends where the guy is submissive and the girl is dominant. So all I can say is like, you never know. You never That's know. True. I was very much dominant in all of my past relationships. And then I met my girlfriend who was very much dominant. So I became more submissive. So I think it's just I was like, about to ask you that too. Yeah. Do you think two dominant women can work and two submissive women can work or yeah like, i feel like it does have to be uh, one or the other no that's why i said there's like that heteronormative form because that only came from the heterosexual like the man is the dominant the female submissive's always been like that so that is the thing that also follows the lgbt community i think that two masculine women can be together um when it, um dominant women can be together and i feel like two submissive women can be together maybe submissive two submissive women might not make the first move because they're afraid to because they're they're scared and submissive but you know i think it's all about compromise if you love someone you know what's the big deal of sexually being submissive or emotionally being submissive to, towards that person as long as you guys are giving 100 percent and 100 percent, then i think you're fine that's pretty that's yeah, I interesting agree. i never who holds the door between you and your girlfriend who, holds who kills the, door? the spider or who kills who the spider, kills the spider? Or or a brother, oh we don't kill spiders in this house she loves insects she oh, loves wow. bugs, so there'd be no killing of the spider. She tells me all the time she made a pack <laughs> with a spider, and that's why she never gets bit, which is true because um, we'd be in, like, the Everglades or uh, doing canoeing, and a bunch of, like, spiders would go on her and leave and not bite, but they would bite me, and I'm like, what, like, is that, like, do you do, like, some voodoo shit? Because, like, mm. they're not, like, coming towards you. It's crazy. But, yeah, no, we both hold the door. Uh, we try to be just, you know, like I said, 100 and 100, like she does some things, I do some things, kind of like be very even when it comes to it at the end of the day. Okay. And from my understanding, this is not the same girl you was with two years ago, right? No, it is not the same girl. Oh. Actually, when you, when I was on the podcast, I was single getting out of a relationship. And then I ended up talking to a lot of girls, dated one girl. We broke up last year and now I'm with this girl. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I remember uh, we was asking you questions <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> I didn't want to uh, talk about I'm, it. I was I'm, just getting over a break. Yeah. Give, me some, give me some slack. They were trying to get the details on me. I'm over here holding back tears. Like, anyway. I could have sworn she said she was in a relationship in the beginning. And then towards the end, she said, I'm single, ready to mingle. I'm like, which is it? What's going on? <laughs> I can't. I, did I say that? I can't even remember. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I can't even remember. I don't know, but yeah, I, I swore I was single. I was doing single things, so unless I fucked up, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie though. Um, your girlfriend now and the girlfriend um you used to have, they're all like high established like women. Like they look like they have a lot going for themselves. So I you I love right yeah I love I love women who are like business savvy and know what they want to fucking do with their life. Like I like women who are in the creative aspects of life. Like. Like, I would be with a lawyer, I would be with a doctor or an attorney or anything like that. But something about a creative woman just stimulates my mind because it's always inspiration. It's always like, this is the come up, this is what we're doing. Like, school is good and all, but like starting from like the bottom and then working clientele up or working your art up or working your music up and then succeeding is like a whole 
different ball game. And I respect it. Yeah, I like I like powerful women. They're inspirational. <laughs> um, I think everybody likes that. Somebody that can like stimulate them. I think you want to be somebody that can stimulate you and push you and make you better and great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want a boring bitch. I don't think anyone wants a boring, lazy bitch. Like no, like that's it's awful. <laughs> With simulation, so you so you look into synchronicity and all that too. Yeah, huh? I'm very. Spiritual. I mean, everybody. <laughs> yeah every everything i have 11 11 tattooed on the back of my knees because i am so inclined with the synchronicity of that number i've seen four years like four years i've seen it so i do believe in it i believe in astrology i believe in anything spiritual um i look into and i study and it's what i feel most at peace with more than christianity ever did for me yes. or uh, ca- catholic ever did for me catholicism ever did for me that's very true. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Like, no, 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 no. You're fine. I messed up on the word. Go ahead. No, it's not good. I see, like, I, I see 555, uh, uh, 444, all these Angel different numbers. Angel numbers 11, everywhere. 11. Yeah. Yes. Angel def- numbers. Definitely. So what like, I've seen is that people, a lot of people will look up on Google, like, what is the meaning of 555? What I found has been more comforting to me is that when you see that number, see what just happened within you. See if it's you could you could see a pattern within, let's say like oh I feel really good today and uh, I got this email about this thing I wanted to do when I was younger but I never did and you see five 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 and then the next email is five 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 so try to relate it more to how you feel rather than googling like all this other all this other shit. But Google does it is pretty accurate with the guardian angels and uh, your archangels um, and security and safeness so it all just like you just take what you want to relate to because at the end of the day people will be like astrology stupid you know like like you open an astrology account and be like leo you're gonna have a good day like no shit like of course i'm gonna have a good day but there's like so much more there's your moon sign there's your rising there's your mars there's your venus because when you're born the planets are in the exact uh location they are in the degree they are, that makes you who you are. That's why we're all so damn different. That's true. We're that so like, true. no Leo is going to act like me. No, uh, mm. I don't know what your zodiac signs are, but my girlfriend's like Same. cancer. No cancer I've met has acted like her. So it's all, yeah. you know, exactly. So I just like, yeah. people are like, it's it's all. It's what all are you, fake. Clark? I'm a Leo. You're a Leo? Oh. Yeah. Hey, when's your birthday? I'm a Taurus. Yeah, mine is, uh, mine is July 28th. Oh, you're a Leo Leo. You're right uh, in the league, right when it starts. And he's a Taurus, so I know he's hard headed as hell. No, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, it's cool, Rosie. Rosie is cool, man. Rose I'm shout cool, out. Rose. That's what it is. I'm <laughs> shout, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I agree with that. Um I don't like even Meek Mill's a Taurus too. And you see how I I would I don't think well, I've never been around him, but would you think Meek Mills and me got the same personality, Clark, from based off of like what you see in here. No, <laughs> you see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So when people say, "Oh, all Tauruses act alike" and this and that, I don't really agree. Chris Brown's a Chris. Me and Chris Brown got the same birthday. Yeah, you're definitely not Chris Brown. Thank God. Love <laughs> exactly, you, Chris Brown. I don't know if you'd ever hear this, but like this man is nothing like you. Exactly. So all people, I don't believe when people be like, "Oh, all Taurus or this, you all Leos and this are the same," mm-hmm. and they base based off of like all this 
it is it is true to a certain extent so there's like an unevolved leo prideful egotistical spotlight on them all the time selfish that is uh, an unevolved leo an evolved leo would be a giving leo a loving leo a family oriented leo so there's levels to it so there's like people who don't heal themselves like i said i'm going to bring up inner child again because it's all when we were kids that's what made us who we are today um so back then i was very like I was an asshole back then until I went to therapy and I learned more about myself and how I heal uh, whatever trauma I've been to. So now I'm more giving and I'm one more family and I'm all this, all that. So like for Taurus, it is stereotypical to be like, oh, you're hard headed. But you can also look at it as you're just very dedicated to what you think. You're not hard headed. You're able to listen to other people's views. But it's very hard to convince you otherwise because you usually always have facts. Yeah, I agree with that. It's very broad. Uh, yeah. You're pretty much saying. Yeah. It can be de- depicted any way possible, like how you want to depict it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, since you guys are talking about that, um, you're actually into crystals. Yes. Crystal healing, all that energy. That oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I got to get back into it, but yeah. <laughs> I like crystals are just like it's i just like crystals they're they're pretty and they're healing everything has vibrational energy and they're just in specific you know the best other than like uh, meditating and stuff like that yeah different frequencies so Mm -hmm. most definitely like even our phones and our laptops everything's like made out of crystals because they need that frequency to to be to to have power to be used on certain things so they can communicate with each other. Yeah. So they know. They know. They know. They know, but they're hiding it. But anyways, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. He was about to get into it. Yeah. yeah, Clark Clark gets deep with it. He gets deep with it. But it's very educational because some people don't think that deep with it. So when you do go deep, Clark, you got to think about it. You might be opening somebody's eyes. So mm-hmm. okay, you so, might want to get into start getting to more. Okay, so there's a guy. I'm just going to give this little thing. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, he used to make a ton of YouTube videos on how he makes Oregon pyramids and um, crystals and what he used to do. He used to live by an army base, and he knows that there's a lot of radiation. So what he would do, he would dig out a hole, a big hole inside of a tree and put the Oregon pyramid in there. And they caught on to him. And let me just say they caught on to him and he disappeared. Nowhere to be found. His YouTube got deleted. Why would they do that? If, if he has no harm, and this is outside of the base. If he's not doing any harm and what he was doing doesn't work to block radiation, to block radio signals, because of course, Oregon Pyramid. If you if you look into it, it's very powerful and absorbs frequencies that are bad, and brings out good energy, and it does a lot more. But so if it's doing that, that means the frequencies, radio frequencies that are going from the base to the airplanes and all this other stuff can't reach it. Mm-hmm. So that's why the government is fucking scary, dude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it is terrifying. Yep. How many people go missing? How many people die of a, a mysterious death? Like, no, it's, it's all planned. It's all it's all oriented to their benefit. Like, what if, if the people found out that the power we have within ourselves and the environments that are given to us for free, there it'd be a fucking rampage. 
control <laughs> of fear because the government is fear-based. You can only have control of people through fear. Exactly. So, it's just and, crazy. Yeah. And I you, agree with that to a certain extent because if you was to tell everybody the truth, that's gonna some people is gonna cause fear. Some people is gonna be like, "Okay, I understand." But some mm-hmm. people look like look at the coronavirus. You see what people are doing when they figured they thought everybody was gonna die or there was a shortage of uh, toilet yeah, paper never... or whatever the case was. Oh my god! People yeah, going crazy. Mm-hmm. It was you yeah. against the world after that. Mm-hmm. Even that, I apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the apocalypse on the U- U.S. dollar, but. Uh, but anyways, and that's what's really going on because here's the thing. I'm just going to let you know what's happening. I don't know if you know Candy, but um, Clark being right so far. He said Donald I, Trump's going to lose. I told you guys. <laughs> Thanks, I told you that He said that the dollar is depreciating and it's going to be a, a what, what is it called? A depression. They're going to blame gonna it on depression. Biden. That's what he like said. they always so do. They, they, okay, so yeah, they blame it on the Democrat. I knew he was going to lose when you follow the trail of money and see where it's going. Like, mm-hmm. instead of worrying about coronavirus, a lot of people worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I don't care. But um, I don't care if somebody has it right next to me. I'm not going to catch it. And I know how to. I'm not I'm not going to say why I can't. But No, but it's certain people can't get mental. it, though. Yes, yeah, mental. mental. But, but you remember Other when I was talking people can't get it. They're more prone to it. Yeah, the people with asthma, somebody... the older elderly people, yeah, they're yeah. more prone to it, which would cause, which causes the death, which is, I think, the saddest part of it. I yeah. still think that the virus was, it's obviously, I think it, 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 it is man-made. It was a man-made virus. There's exactly. no way that that virus came out of nowhere yeah. and then they couldn't find out a solution to it after a year and how many deaths? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot of... Uh, 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 what's it called? Theories people have, but either way, exactly. you know, you believe what you want to believe, and whatever makes you sleep better at night, you know. And and exactly, and the, the thing with that, I'm gonna get into like just a little bit. Like, I don't know if you heard about it, Ken, but um, I like natural remedies too. So, mm-hmm. like homeopathic remedies, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's one that's very powerful. Like, if you want to look into it, it's um, thieves oil. So, thieves oil was uh, found out after the plague, you know, the, the plague that happened in London, England, Europe, yeah. and all of that. So you would always hear about these thieves that go and steal people's jewelry. This is real. Like, they found diaries. They found people writing about them. So the thieves would go into the people who had plague, like, into their houses. And a lot of these people were egotistical, like rich people, you know? So they would actually keep the jewelry on them while they're dying. They know they're going to die. And they'll keep the jewelry on them and be like, yeah, the thieves are still not going to come and touch it. Guess what? Thieves will take it right off of there. Never catch the plague. Why? Because there's a, there's, it's called thieves oil. So it's made out of five essential oils. There's clove, I believe cinnamon, lemon oil. Uh, I believe it's eucalyptus. I, for, I forget the other ones. But it's made out of five essential oils. It's also called five guards. And they would put it in their nose. They'll put it on their hands, put it in their mouth. And clove, clove by itself is a very powerful, very powerful. Um, I don't know if you, if you, you know, you've seen cloves, like in, especially in Hispanic yeah, yes, people yeah. in the Caribbean use it. Like my family's from the Caribbean. So they use cloves in their food. It's highly antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral, super powerful. Just that alone. And the other ones are also, they never caught the plague. 
and you'll have them write the write in the diary, like the thieves would write in their own diary. People would write in there saying the thieves would always come. Never catch it. Never catch it. So yeah, that's I've, just something I've, heard, to I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I it's also kind of, think that it's like a mental thing. Like if you believe it mm-hmm. will work, it will work. If if there was a thief that was like, I don't think this will work, but I'll do it anyway. Guaranteed. Like your mind is a powerful thing. When Corona happened, I thought I had it and I kept convincing myself like I had it. I had it. I didn't have it. But that energy you put out into thinking, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I have it. You're going to and eventually get it if you keep thinking that. But if you go into there with, I'm not going to get it. I can't. Like, it won't. It's not, it's not in my divine to catch this. You probably won't mm-hmm. catch it. It's yeah, obviously much said- more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much uh, more complicated and deep-rooted for the coronavirus but in general yeah just that just is a fact about anything whether it's a job you want or a, a person you want you you already have to claim it that it's yours and that's that's just what it is that's very true yeah i you agree, I yeah. agree. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, there's a difference though when people say it's fake i don't think it's fake though either i don't think it's fake either no hell no yeah no that's one thing i'm not gonna there's this thing on twitter it was uh these uh, FedEx trucks, uh, they were doing a shipment of, of the vaccine. And it was a bunch of Trump supporters saying, yeah, like we get the vaccine. And people were like, aren't most of the Trump supporters the people that say the virus is fake? And now they're cheering on the trucks that are now distributing it out, out of Michigan. It was just like this whole like troll thing. Like people didn't understand the the what's it called? Not narcissistic way, but um, not bipolar either. It's like a, god damn it, I forgot the word. What was it, babe? Hypocritical. Thank you. I love you. Hypocritical. But we yeah, love you, know, you too. They love you, babe. She loves you guys. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah. that's that's Trump for you though. I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's man, Trump for you. Man, <laughs> this whole this whole four years have, have been a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, have another another reality TV show. The other one, I forgot what was the other one. I, I forgot what the apprentice used to have. Yeah, the apprentice. T- yeah. Trump, the apprentice, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah, this one had more ratings though. This one was global. <laughs> yeah, this one yeah, everyone true. was watching. <laughs> everyone was watching. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they cut off the season though. Thank God, it's done. Production <laughs> like we're done. <laughs> Action cut. Yeah, that's forever. crazy. And yeah, are are you are you into crypto at all? Cryptocurrency. I I'm really bad at math. I am really bad at the stock market, so I never yeah. got into it. Okay, so what's happening right now? is with uh, crypto, with uh, cryptocurrency, the coronavirus is tied into that. So mm. the reason why we're really on lockdown is not because of coronavirus. Uh, it's because in March of this year, it was the largest crash in the whole history of the US uh, besides the Great Depression. And what's going on behind that is the real reason why you cannot really travel is because the US dollar is not worth anything. But you can go to certain places, 
that are accepting the U.S. dollar. But you go to other places, they're not accepting it. So that's why, because U.S. dollar is not worth anything. So now they're coming up with a um, with a game plan, and it's called banking the Banking for All Act. And if you look it up, every person, whether you like it or not, is going to have a digital cryptocurrency wallet. I heard of that. Yes. So that's what's happening right now behind the scenes because now they're passing regulatory, um, like just passing regulations or they're trying to because the U.S. Treasury, the Senate and a few other people, oh, the central banks, because there are different central bank banks in like India, here in America, all over. They all have to come to an agreement on what crypto is. The main one is XRP. So that is going to be used to, it's, it's going to be huge because it's going to make a lot of people who are poor or like not doing good or just wasn't, you know, financially literate. Even if you invest in it, you're going to be crazy. It's going to be astronomical because it solves $155, $155 trillion a day issue, which is... Yeah, because foreign exchange is $155 trillion a day. So it's it's solving the issue of wire transfers. So wire transfers are 90, I think they're like 95% successful. A lot of people be like, yo, that's high. But then again, you got to think about the people that don't, you know, the businesses that send their money. And if it doesn't go in in a week, then they have to wait another week. So that's two weeks because it takes a week to transfer. With XRP, because XRP Ripple, is the tech that you know each crypto has a technology behind it so ripple you can send money doesn't matter if it's across seas in three seconds it's boom it's there. that's gonna change the game that's that yeah. is insane i knew i didn't even know i knew about it i just didn't know how deep it went yes it's wow it's, it goes deeper than it? that but i'll be here trust me like if you Okay, so let me put it like this. Brad Garlinghouse, he's the CEO of Ripple Industries, which is Mm -hmm. XRP. It's the same Ripple. He's the CEO of Ripple. I mean, uh, uh, Ripple Laboratories. He's the only CEO in history to even sit down with the central banks. So that says something. Wow. He has some power. Yeah. 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 So I just look into that for anybody else out there watching. Look into it because XRP was at 11 cents and it's now at 50 cents. It was at 90 cents and it dropped, but it's going to go back up because Spark dropped. There's another. Let's try to get into it there. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. But how do people even get into it? Like for like the people listening, how do do you even start and understand how to how to really start uh, investing in that? Well, there's, there's an app called Coinbase. So, yeah, start with Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase is an app where you can buy and sell cryptos. I recommend the two main ones are Stellar Lumens and XRP, Ripple XRP. Ripple and XRP is the same thing. So look for XRP. That's the um, the acronym. You, you'll see it on there. So download, Coin, download Coinbase. It's going to want you to... Uh, set up your bank account to it so you can buy crypto and it's going to ask for ask you for your social because they want to tax you when you make the money so of course so people get scared of that but they just want to tax you basically but i just wanted to you need to dm me all this information clark because like i don't know i'm gonna start the new year like with this shit on my phone 
<laughs> uh, I got you. No, I got you. I got you. Because yeah, it's I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to you because yeah, it, that's what's going on behind the scenes. Really, really, that, that's that's what's really going. On. And I'm gonna send you a YouTube channel that I watch the stuff, like mm-hmm. like actual proof, and he goes through the proof. So while everybody's like worrying about other stuff, BLM and and coronavirus and all that, he's giving you like facts, like documents. Yeah. Every day, like interviews of what they're saying and keywords that they're using. And they refer to it as Bitcoin, but it's they're really talking about Ripple. Okay. Because, you know, like when they talk about crypto these days, they say, oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, because that's the main one that everybody knows. Uh, Bitcoin is at 19,000. 19, and it's projected. Shit. Yeah. And it's projected to go to 100,000, which sounds crazy. So if that goes to 100,000, Ripple is at 50 cents. Imagine where Ripple's going to go to. It's going to go to the four digits, which is already projected to go to four digits. So imagine you get in at 50 cents, it goes to $1,000. Yeah. That's a a flip. That's a flip. You know, did you guys, did you guys see that? uh, I couldn't see your phone. There was a notification that came up. I'm sorry. Yeah, they took all, they took all major credit cards off of Pornhub now. The only, the only um, currency there is a cryptocurrency now. Mm. My girlfriend just told me that she made, Two thousand off of Coinbase and Litcoin. No, Coinbase and I uh, invested in Litecoin and Ethercoin. When the fuck were you gonna tell me this information? Yeah, you supposed to put Candice Candice on. What's going on? (laughs) She's trying to make money for you guys for your future. Yeah. So, all right, get with your. Yeah, get with your your girl. Get with your. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Into crypto, y'all. You're. Well, that's great. You talk to my dad, but I'm your fucking girlfriend. I didn't even know that shit. Wow. We could have been making bank. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow, that's crazy. This is crazy. Y'all. What he we're talking about uh, Ripple. She thinks she's some big shit. She goes, I used to do that. And she walks away with her little new her little new BBL body. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the videos on Ripple, yo. I'm gonna send it to you. No, let me know because uh, I know she'll be ecstatic to watch it. Also, yeah, most definitely. Perfect. Your perfect. podcast Uh-oh. is making people money. Look at this shit. It's yeah, crazy. we're putting education. <laughs> edu- we're going to educate people. From um, the gay let's wrap it up. To your bank account. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up. Um, let everybody know where they can find you, and then um, we definitely gonna bring you back on. No, for sure. I'm excited uh, in the future, but you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok, Candice Jewel, K-A-N-D-Y-C-E, and then Jewel, not what you smoke. It's the Jewel. And yeah, that's all. That's all my whole at for all my social media platforms. But thank you guys so much for having me. This was, this was really fun. This is what I needed during a quarantine. No problem. Gotcha. I I see you coming down here too uh, for the holidays. So have Mm -hmm. a safe drive. Thank you guys, Clark. I'm gonna be checking my DMs. You better get into it. No, I got I'll it. Make I got a, it. I'll make a. I'll make a. I'll actually. I'm gonna do a group chat. I'm gonna do a group chat with all of us. You should. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a group chat, and then we can go from there. All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. Our culture.